Welcome in to episode number two of the Buffalo Bills training camp update here on WGR550.com. Joe DiBiase, Derek Kramer hanging out with you here again following the Wednesday practice at St. John Fisher this morning between the Bills. We're recording this in the afternoon. The Bills practiced the Bills practiced this morning down on the field. And a uh, couple of uh, quick updates on what happened at practice. Injury-wise, no Trent Murphy or Kyle Williams on the field. Andre Holmes did not take part in 11-on-11 team drills. Quarterback, which I'm sure is the most yes. interested, interesting uh, tidbit here, A.J. McCarron with the number ones. Josh Allen, though, did get his turn, and Nathan Peterman looks like worked exclusively with the twos. Um, again, I said no Trent Murphy, no Kyle Williams. Uh, Shaq Lawson and Adolphus Washington were with the starters in their place. Early in the podcast here, we're going to hear from a couple of depth guys on the Bills defense. Saran Neal, the rookie safety um, out of Jacksonville State, and then Tanner Vallejo, second-year linebacker who is currently the backup to to um, Tremaine Edmonds, it seems. We're going to hear from those two. Later in the podcast, we're going to hear from Sean McDermott, and we're going to also hear from Josh Allen to get a little bit of an update on the quarterback situation. But starting with the secondary, because an interesting thing I see on Sal's Twitter today, and we're going to hear from Saran Neal in a second, the Bills, Leslie Frazier, Sean McDermott, were using safety as a nickel, corner, nickel cornerback, almost like a big nickel. So what do, you, what do you think about that concept and whether the Bills have the personnel to really t- pull that off? I remember that uh, you and I, we were hosting along with Nate for the, uh, for the last day of the NFL draft, mm-hmm. and when Saran Neal got drafted, some people were saying he was a corner, some were saying he was a safety. So I the think versatility... Some, I think some were also saying he was a linebacker. Yeah. Like, he had like four positions they listed. They had four positions yeah. listed for the guy, and that spoke to me as, that's process pick. That is versatility. They love having that kind of a player that can play multiple positions like that. I mean, even Micah Hyde can still play some corner for you. He did that in Green Bay yeah. as well. He didn't do a ton of it last year. but really, He didn't do he a did ton it, of it last he year, it but Green he's Bay. done it. Yeah. That's the thing. And now you're seeing a lot of these safeties being used with what Sale is terming as a big nickel. And it's pretty interesting to look at because then you can go ahead and have a more physical safety, for example, if you're facing a team that has good tight ends, like maybe the Patriots or you know other teams like that that can deploy athletic tight ends on you. You want to be able to match the size with their receiving capabilities. So Neil, so this was his career at Jacksonville State. Redshirt sophomore year in 2015, he was a safety. 2016, as a junior, he was a linebacker. 2017, as a senior... He was a cornerback. So this guy screams versatility. The guy wanted to be on the field. And really, if you look at it right now, the Bills are not super deep at the safety position other than Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, of course, who are your two starters locked in. The strength of your defense, probably. Strength of your team, maybe, is your safeties. And past that, they signed Raphael Bush. And then you have Saran Neal. So really, he might be an injury, or maybe two, but he might even be one injury away from playing significant time on this defense this year. And again, that comes back to what this team wants to be able to do with having that kind of depth and having a little more versatility with their players. And that's why I'm optimistic about this defense is because they have depth pieces this year that they didn't have last year, and they still were at least capable 
of being the primary factor in why the Bills made the playoffs. Well, let's hear from the man himself. Saran Neal was talking with Sal Capaccio earlier today down at St. John Fisher. Here is the Bills' rookie safety. Just tell me a little about the healthy competition going on behind you know, Micah and Jordan and how it seems like lots of, you guys are really rotating in a lot. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of competition right there. But the thing is, right now with me, from Micah and Paulia, I'm learning a lot from those guys. When I mess up, I go to them you know, after practice and see what I had to fix and what I fixed. And even um, with, you know, with all right. With the third safeties and all that, like they tell me what to do to go in the room and you know how to study, how to look at plays, how to look at the different rotations and stuff. It'll help me out a lot. And you know, at first when I was coming out here, you know, I was like, man, you know, it's a lot coming on to me. But they were like, they all went through this stage as a rookie, especially playing safety. It's a lot coming to you, the quarterback on the defense, basically. So um, they tell me how to do a lot of things and. Learning a lot from those guys really helped me up to this point. Plus, this uh, this defense safety, you have to do a lot of different things, right? Kind of strong, free, big nickel, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And right now, for me, uh, coach didn't want me to play one position. At first, I started off as strong, and he was like, he called me over the summertime. He was like, man, you got to learn free as well. Once you learn free, you know, everything will start coming together for you. So, right now, I'm, you know, I learned both of them. Now I know both both of them. Everything coming together for me. And, you know, that really helped me out a lot. How much, though, will it help you that you really did a lot in college as far as being versatile? Oh, a lot, because I can see stuff from different angles, and I know how to, you know, play tight ends one-on-ones, you know, top tight end one-on-ones, um, the curl flat. Um, if I have, you know, with the safeties now, we play on the outside. So if we go, I got them or whatever that we do, and, you know, we got the number one receivers matched outside, so I know I do that as well. What about special teams? How important is that for you, and what have you learned on oh, that? Oh, very, very, very special for me right now. Uh, right now, I've been you know, running pretty good with the ones and twos, and that's just a big, big step for me right now to get in the special team room and learn to do what I got to do and do everything full speed. Is that where you think, Saran, you're going to make this team maybe a special teams? You know, you can play safety, but they have so many guys. They have veterans out there that if you can show up on special teams, maybe that's how you make this team? Most definitely. Right now, that's definitely my mindset. Learn from Paulia, um, hot, and then just get uh, – I'm supposed to do my thing on there. That's what is the biggest there. difference from college to the NFL so far through your first, you know, six days at camp or whatever? Uh, the competition, yeah. definitely the competition, high competition, and uh, it move a little, it move a lot faster, and a lot of rotations, and it's a lot of things to get you out of position. So you got to be smart on the back end to do your job. What do you like to do when you're away from the field? Studying. <laughs> right now, with me, I'm studying, studying, studying. Special Come teams, on, no video games, basketball, no nothing. nothing. I ain't got no TV in my room. Go I just know nothing. Right now, it's, you know, it's all about <laughs> no, TV? no. It's all about making this 53 man roster and doing my job to get on this 53. What? Uh, so tell me, after you leave here, you'll go back to your room. You just open up the playbook. And how, how do you study? Is it is it iPad film? Is it going over a playbook? What do you do? Uh, I use Skittles. I use, I use Skittles, like the candy. Okay, tell me. I, I put everybody in the personnels, and I line up the offense, how they do, and rotation everything. I make the calls with the Skittles. That's amazing. Tell me a little bit more about that. Where'd you Where'd you pick that up? Uh, I actually picked it up um, from one of the safeties, um, uh, 20. I picked uh, it up. Uh, um, Raphael Bush. Yeah, Bush. I, be, I, I picked it up from Bush, and um, he told me one thing. That right there really going to help me a lot to learn the formation and do everything, because when he was a – you know, younger guy, he used to do the same thing. He said he had the same mindset that I had. You know, he thought he was going to get cut. Uh, he was doing bad things. You know, he was going through the same foot, foot tracks that I am right now or whatever. But he tell me, like, you got to forget about that and come out and do your job because they didn't draft you for no reason. Do so, they, Do you pick different colors for different positions? Oh, I definitely do. What, tell me about the positions. What colors you use? Uh, tight ends. I use the um, yellow. 
Running back, I used the green. Quarterback, I used a piece of paper. Like the quarterback wow. and the lineman, I used a piece of paper of uh, the X and the Y. I you used just them. line up the offense, though? The line up the offense. And then you kind of look at I, it from then, a your and side. Then, and then I line up the free safety, strong safety with water tops. And then, like, the Sam or the nickel right. with the water top, too, is like who blitzing, and that's how I make my calls. And then you just cut, do you move them around a little bit? I move them around a lot. I move them around a lot. I do the motions and all that. What about no M&Ms, just Skittles? They're how just, come Skittles, no M&Ms? Because I like Skittles. And that's, you eat them afterwards? I eat them before practice. <laughs> <laughs> and what about when you're done on the table with them? Yeah, you, that's it? You eat oh, yeah, them you I mean, them? that's what I do, too. Like you know, if I, if, if I, I reward you myself. You know, yeah. if I get it right, I eat one Skittle. That's really awesome. There is Saran Neal. Interesting stuff with Sal Capaccio. We talked a lot about him right before we went to the interview. Being a versatile player, look out for him in preseason games too. I think you would expect him to get a lot of reps. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's going to get a lot of these reps, and it's going to start right there week one with Cleveland. Uh, You're probably going to look at him getting a lot in the second half particularly, and this team is not going to be scared to try to put players at different positions just to be able to see what they can work with and how much they can use different players at different spots. Another young depth guy on the defense, Tanner Vallejo, right now probably slotted in as the backup middle linebacker. Played mainly special teams last year, also had a couple of injuries. Um, let's hear from him now. He also talked to Sal Capaccio earlier today at Bill's training camp. Coach mentioned linebackers. You specifically even when he was going through maybe guys' uh, position group that he was he thought really did a good job so far this camp. But kind of you kind of walk us through you know, where you guys think you are as a group. Obviously, we want to get better every day, but just continuous improvement and I think you could see that through every practice we come out here and you know we might make it a mistake but once we fix it in the film room rarely do we come back out here and make it again so we're making big strides so far obviously they went out they took Tremaine with the number one pick you have Matt returning from last year do you feel that maybe the backup guys so to speak don't get necessarily the the recognition for kind of what they have put in and what, and what they're about to do no not at all we all know our role and we accept our role and you know uh, everyone's here to make the team better and you know we all we all know that our role has a part in uh, helping this team win ball games. I know before they drafted Tremaine, you were scheduled to be the, the middle guy. Are you still just in the middle? Are you learning everything? Yeah, I mean, I've played all the positions from last year, but right now I'm playing middle. Um, so, you know, I, I could I could move around if they want me to move around, but when whatever they want me to do, I'm, I'm down to do. What do you see from Tremaine out here? I mean, you guys just saw it, the interception. Just a, He's got r- crazy range. Um, you don't see people that are 6'5 and can move that well. So, yeah, he's a he's a probably once in a once in a long time athlete and a uh, uh, if you would, if you were in our meeting rooms, he's a he's a true pro, and he's only a rookie, young rookie. So that speaks volume to him, and you know whoever whoever his family who raised him. On the other side of the spectrum, 15 years older than him is Lorenzo. What, yeah. uh, what, do you marvel at what he's able to do, knowing that this is a young man's game, so to speak? Oh yeah, Lorenzo. Lorenzo is definitely a leader for our group, a leader for the whole team, and you know just try to follow in his footsteps. And uh, definitely over this past year and a half, I've been with the team, learned a lot regarding special teams, defense, and, you know, just how to carry yourself and just be a man um, from Lorenzo. What did you learn last year just about being a pro? Uh, you got you to gotta have great time management. Um, you know, it's your job now, so everything's got to revolve around football. You can't have anything else getting in the way. Um, and so you got to have the right people around you that, that understand um, how busy you're going to be and, you know, the grind of it, because if you don't, then it's just going to take your mind off of what you really need to be focusing on. There is Tanner Vallejo, a six-round pick, right, from last season in the draft? Yes. Um, what, do, what are we looking at it with him? Did, Vallejo is going to be a little bit of a more important factor than people would like to think because of the fact that Jermaine Edmonds is still a rookie at the end of the day. Uh, however, 
if there's any sort of injury that happens to Edmonds, Vallejo is going to be put in a very critical position. He's going to be able to need to step up if called upon. So Vallejo has to be ready, and this preseason is going to be big for him to see if he can handle the middle linebacker position because he was generally sought as a outside linebacker candidate for when he was drafted. That's how he was scouted, it seemed, was primarily to be on the outside. He only played 13 snaps last year as a rookie, but he did play almost 60% of the Bills' special teams plays. So they obviously like his athleticism. They like him on special teams. So if he's good enough, I think, to get on the field there, and because Sean McDermott likes to stress how important special teams is and how important versatility is, I, I think he's he's pretty safe, uh, pretty safe to make the roster here. I would say as long as he keeps his play up, yeah. Especially too, just the linebacking core. It's there's not a ton after those after those three starters. I mean, they they still have Ramon Humber hanging around. They signed Julian Stanford in the offseason. Keenan Robinson they just added last week. There's going to be competition at the bottom of the roster, so Vallejo yeah. still does have to put his reps in and make them count. I actually I think back to Lorenzo Alexander was talking on One Bills Live earlier in the offseason, and this was before the draft. So at that time, they really didn't have like I think Vallejo was pretty much it. Yeah. as a middle linebacker, and Alexander was kind of half-joking, like, oh, maybe we'll draft one uh, in the draft here, because otherwise I might have to start at middle linebacker. Yeah. So, like, that's kind of where they were at before they added Tremaine Edmonds. Like, it was going to be Vallejo, maybe, as your starting middle linebacker. And, I don't know, a sixth-round pick in his second year, that's not a spot you wanted to thrust him into. So, exactly. If it's going to yeah. happen, then it just happens naturally, but you didn't want to have to thrust someone into that position. Uh, but now they have Edmonds, and it, it really becomes Ken Vallejo be that depth guy to give Edmonds a break every now and then, a couple of snaps here and there yep. in a game. And, of course, if he's be, if he's able to make an impact on special teams, that alone makes up enough validation of a sixth-round pick. Is that's, a guy, that, that's to me why he's pretty much a lock to make the team. Because yeah. if the, he was playing 60% of special team snaps last year, that means they like him in that spot, and they... He I think do you a want lot of that things. out of your backup middle linebacker. He could do a lot of things on special teams. That's the biggest thing, then, is that he could be able to cover punts and kicks and possibly be able to do something with being on the kick return or the punt return kind of teams that you need some guys that are able to do all of these things. Let's shift to the from the defense to the offense. Real quick before we sure, do that, uh, there's one thing I did want to bring up here, and that's uh, you know the big nickel and everything like that. There's still uh, one thought that's still prevailing in my mind right now, and that is there is a nice little competition going on at nickel corner between Philip Gaines, who was signed in the offseason from Kansas mm-hmm. City, and fourth-rounder Taron Johnson right, out of Weber State. And uh, it looks like there's a nice little competition going on there. In addition now, those guys are not only competing against each other for the snaps at the nickel corner, they're now competing with this concept of is it more worth it to have the safeties playing as a nickel every now and That's then point. against these guys. So we're going to see a lot. Um, hopefully from Gaines and Johnson coming in these uh, preseason games. No, that's a good point because if they like what they see in practice here with, like, I don't know, Bush playing as a nickel corner or Neal, any of these guys playing as a corner in a nickel package. It puts Gaines in a roster spot that's right, not because then maybe ideal. then maybe the Bills look at it and say, well, we can use a safety in that spot, so we're going to keep one more safety than we maybe originally had mm-hmm. planned, and then maybe a cornerback loses out on a roster spot because of that. So that's, exactly. actually, that's a really good point. All right, shifting to the offense, we're going to hear from Sean McDermott and Josh Allen in a second here. The quarterback reps today, A.J. McCarron working with the ones, and Josh Allen mixing in as well. Peterman was with the twos today. He was with the ones yesterday. Are we any closer to even a 
a thought of who might be leading this thing. To me, I think we're right. We're we're still in the same spot as the day before training camp, where it's just wide open and we're not really sure who's gonna who's the front runner to start. And I still don't really think we have a front runner. And big on Nathan Peterman, who had kind of a subpar first three days of camp. And you look at yesterday's report and how sharp apparently how everyone yeah. of the quarterbacks looked sharp. That's promising. If I'm back to square one because of that, I will take that every day of this quarterback competition. If they're looking good, then may the best man win. You're making things hard for the coaching staff. That's the kind of quarterback competition I want is for these guys to really make things hard on the staff. I don't want it to be all three of them are middling and not good, and the next thing you know they have to settle on someone. I want these guys to be able to push each other and make the coaches have to go, yeah, overall, though, I kind of feel like that's been the case. I feel like there's been inconsistencies in all three of their games. But if they're going to go back to square one, I'd want it to be based on the fact that all of them are having good days. And I want them to be able to have that kind of... Like, now we have to see, though, like you said, which one of these quarterbacks forms the most consistency in order to land the role. Well, let's get Sean McDermott's thoughts on the Bills quarterback competition as it stands right now. Also, his thoughts on the defense, and they had a really good day in the past couple, mm-hmm. or today, I think. Today was the day they yeah, had today a really was good the day. One where they, yesterday was the offense's day. Today right. was defense. So let's hear from the Bills head coach. Look, I'm not going to hold the defense back. Uh, they've done some good things. I, I think we've got a lot of work to do defensively still. That said, you know, we have to develop in, in all three phases, and defense being one of them. And then, you know, with respect to the quarterback evaluation, yeah, it's a good point. I mean, I, we, we kind of bake that into who's playing with what group, who's playing with who, um, what weapons are around that, that quarterback. Um, so that's all part of the evaluation. You said on the first day of camp that you hope one of the quarterbacks separates himself pretty early on in camp. How much has that happened so far? I've seen it. You know, I think it's been more on a – day-to-day basis more so than a consistent basis at this point. I thought all three played played well yesterday in the red zone, which is an important part of the field to play well in. Um, so, you know, we've got a lot of work to do, um, and today will be a good test. Today's going to be a challenging practice for us. Sean, you've talked a lot about the transition from a rookie to year two in the NFL. Uh, Matt Milano is a guy that maybe not a lot of people knew too much about last year and ended up playing an important role for you expectations for him this year are a little bit different how have you seen him approach you know that that transition to year two yeah i've been impressed really with not only matt but all of the second year players that we've had their focus the way they handle the offseason uh matt was slowed a little bit with the hamstring but even how he handled that uh sticking around buffalo during the break to get get himself right and ready to go for for training camp was a big sign I, i thought of maturity um, he's very serious about about his his job and and what we're trying to do as a football team. So I, I certainly appreciate that. Sean, what will it take for this alternating every other day between AJ and Nate? What will it take? And do you have a timeline of when you would like that to stop happening and maybe start getting a little more structure with a, a guy sticking with the ones, a guy sticking with the twos? Yeah, it's you know to the I think it was Mike's question earlier, right? With I mean it'll it'll it'll, it'll work itself out. I mean that's what. Uh, training camp is four. We, we're a week away from our first game, um, so that's that's a little bit of a benchmark or a marker for us in terms of where we are getting ready for that for that contest against a good football team of Carolina. But we haven't even really gotten through all of our install yet. You'll see us today work two minute, um, you know, work some third down uh, out there as well. So 
Um, we've got a lot of football yet to be played before we start making um, decisions as it relates to the quarterback position right now. Do you have anything planned for that Friday practice in the stadium as far as scrimmage or anything more than the usual practice? Yeah, I'm excited about it. I think our players, after maybe we get through um, certainly today and, and possibly even tomorrow, I'd like them to keep their focus. I know they're kind of itching to get to get back to Buffalo in the stadium, and it'll be our first opportunity as a team to get in the stadium. We didn't do that this spring, uh, wanting to stay on the grass fields, um, but we know how important winning at home is and getting in front of our fans uh, Friday evening will be will be uh, special for us, and, and I, know, um, I know and I hope the fans feel the same way, a chance to reconnect down there and, and just enjoy the night together, which would be good. But as far as the practice is structured, it's going to be the same as what we see up here? It'll be similar. Yeah, it'll be similar. There may be a, a period or two where we uh, ramp up the tempo a little bit. Nestor, wide receiver. You were talking about the offensive line. You specifically mentioned Adam Redmond, not a household name. Uh, what is it about him specifically that stood out to you in the first two weeks? Well, you know, quite honestly, he's one of the first guys in the building in the morning, and it's not to work out. It's to get his body ready to go for pads. And there's, when I say it's not to work out, I'm saying in a good way, right? Um, it's not a mandatory lift that he's coming to, to do here. It's it's to get his mind and body ready to go for a, for a full practice of pads and everything that that entails. Um, it's a battle for these guys. And Adam, I think, is off to a great start in camp. He's battled every rep. Uh, what more could you ask? I mean, I, credit to him, credit to our offensive line coaches and the way he's improved since he's come, walked into our into our doors um, several months ago, I think, is uh, very impressive to this point. Coach, that third wide receiver battle seems like lots of guys to rotate. You know, I'll call it third. I'm sorry, behind Kelvin and Jeremy, who always seem to be on the field. Is there something specific that you'd like to see stand out to kind of separate guys, whether that's speed, the ability to play teams, anything like that? Yeah, I think you know the ability to play teams is important. Um, it's it's somewhat unique at the wide receiver position. Um, that's certainly an element that is important for us in winning football games is the, is the special teams part of the, um, you know, really in terms of that factor in, in winning games and part of the equation overall. Um, and then just, look, being, being able to build a rapport with the quarterbacks, um, win one-on-one -on -one confrontations, and then block. Um, so we're not just looking for, um, you know, a one-sided player. We've got to find a guy that uh, will do all of that. So. The player like Travis Cadet, you know, we tend to see a player get hurt, and then we know he rehabs from a distance, and then he comes back. But can you speak to what, how serious that was for him? He talked a little bit about yesterday and what he went through and how hard he's worked to get back here. Yeah, I think I mentioned it a little bit the other day. Um, you know, that was not a, not an easy injury to rebound from, and um, honestly, since the since the time I first spoke to him following the injury when he when we were up in New England. Um, he's been positive, and his mental toughness has really stood out to me. Um, and again, like I said the other day, the work ethic to come back and be ready to go really without a break for, for the start of training camp, uh, very impressed by that. You always accept and embrace the practice rules such as they are. Uh, does any part of you miss two-a-days? Uh, I think there's a small part of me that misses two-a-days, um, just from the, you know, more, the more reps you get the better you have a chance to evaluate um, your team and and then move them forward so um, you know everyone's had to make the adjustment so um, that's what we've done as well
see the officials are here today. Is there a certain goal you want to get out of today with them being on the field as far as what the players might want to know and understand? Yeah, like I said, we're a week away from our, roughly a week away from our first game. So um, just getting them, getting our players acclimated to having them on the field, how they work, uh, and then getting some clarity around, as was mentioned yesterday, some of the some of the rule changes and updates this uh, this past offseason. Uh, has the, the, the changes to the kickoff rule, has that in your mind eliminated the use of the big body guys now? I mean, in the past it was wedge guys that were big, right. even some of the coverage guys, but has that eliminated the big body guys now? You know, I don't know if it's totally eliminated, so I think that it's certainly um, maybe thinned out some of that conversation, but really um, a lot I think is yet to be seen. Whenever it's, you know, like I said before, I think it's going to be a new play um, and a good adjustment, and we'll just see where it goes. Um, I believe tomorrow night uh, is the first game, so I think we'll get a feel starting then of how it's going to look, really, on both sides, kickoff and, and the return end of things. Sean, how much do you take into account Ryan Roy's flexibility being able to play both guard and center? When looking at the center competition and him with Russell, knowing that Ryan can maybe fill a couple holes as opposed to Russell, you know, can be your guy at center. Yeah, it's position flexibility, right? At any position, there's value in that. Uh, Ryan certainly has done that over the course of his career. He did it for us last season a bit. He's done it before, I believe, the season uh, that we came. Uh, he played quite extensively uh, due to an injury there to the starter. So, um, yeah, I've got a lot of trust in Ryan and, and confidence in what he does and how he does it. Um, you know, love his toughness. You don't typically find that type of power uh, from a center position. And, and you know, um, just like everything he stands for in terms of how he approaches the game and how he plays the game. Let's take two more, please. With the officials here, some rules they can actually, you know, see and maybe in scrimmage settings what, what is a new rule. But the targeting rule is a little different. Do you have your players or will they go over video with the officials or is that something that down the line maybe they're able to do? I've heard, you know, some things cup, you know, prop up a little bit at different clubs. Um, that's not how we do things. We, we, you know, try and get as much clarity as as we can. And um, there's always a little bit of, um, you know, conversation that goes on this time of year when officials visit. And at the end of the day, the goal is to get clarity so that our players can certainly understand the rule and play fast. Um, because player safety is, is of the utmost importance to us and, and to the officials. So um, we'll do our, our due diligence today with them, not only on the field, but in the classroom as well. Uh, we put together some films to just build, again, the rep count and the exposure so we can build our awareness and understanding of what exactly they're going to call or not call and, and what they're looking for. That was Bill's head coach, Sean McDermott. Now let's play you back Josh Allen from earlier today. The Bill's rookie quarterback has been making, by most reports, some good progress so far early in camp. You'll see what Allen thinks of that. Josh, today the defense looked like, especially the two-minute drill, they, they, had a, they really came after you guys today, didn't they? They did. They, they were pinning their ears back. They were, you know, we like to call it playing the drill. Um, but, I mean, hey, that's what we're going to need. Iron sharpens iron. So as much as they're going, uh, you know, like that, you know, we got to be better as an offense, got to step up to the plate, and in time, it will only get better from that. How, how important is it for you to stay on an even keel? If it's a bad throw, a good throw, how important is it play after play just to make sure that you're going right back to the huddle and not even thinking about it? It's play? very important. Um, you know, everybody's looking at the quarterback, looking at your mannerisms, your body language. 
So obviously I, I started a little shaky today and I might have let my emotions get the best of me at, at one point, but you know, on to the next period, shuck it off and uh, you know, coming up, ended up, you know, making some really good throws at the end and finishing strong. Gosh, I know you're usually turning your back when you hand it off, but it looked like it looks like the run game is getting some traction here. Mm -hmm. You know, getting some more consistent holes. I don't know what you're seeing in practice tape review, but would you agree with that to a certain extent here the last Absolutely. You know, our, our coaches are doing a really good job in that and teaching our our linemen where to be um, on specific run plays, and our guys are going out there and executing. So um, you know, that's all you can really ask for is for them to go out and execute. So we got to stay on top of it, continue practicing, uh, you know, our run game, and you know, eventually when we get into game-like situations come next week, uh, we can execute it on the game field. Being a young player, how do you improve that mental aspect that you just spoke about? As you said, you, you got down for just a bit and you had to shake it. How do you do that as a young player to help yourself get over things like that? I mean, well, you kind of go through trial and tribulation just by failing in practice and understanding that it's okay to, to miss a throw, under, okay to miss a read. Um, and you look at Peyton Manning's first year in the league, it wasn't too pretty, but he bounced back from it and ended up being one, if not the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. So, um, you know, he, he's a special guy and it takes a special mindset to have that. Um, like you said, working on it every day through practice, making mistakes and understanding that if I make this mistake once, I can't make it again. Josh, you, you know that you only have to worry about what the coaches think. Mm -hmm. but do you have a sense that all of us and 90% of the people in the stands are evaluating every throw you make? It's, it's a topic. Basically. Oh, I get that, yeah. Um, I can care less. I don't read any of the articles that you guys put out. I'm sorry, but I'm not I'm not a fan of uh, what you guys put out. But uh, you know, ultimately, you know, I go out there. I play the game of football how I know how to play. Um, just tr trusting what the coaches are telling me and try to have fun while playing this game because you know you, you can't play this game forever. But sure, um, I'm gonna try as hard as I can to play it forever. But not just reporters. I mean, oh yeah, people up there too. Everybody, every throw in practice, they're watching. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> it's cool. Um, now it's cool to have the energy out here, though. Obviously, it's a little different than college, at least where I came from, to have these guys out here and cheering us on. And when a big play happens, you can feel the energy from the fans, you know, ooze onto the field. So uh, it, it's definitely a, a fun environment to be around. Um, at the same time, you want to perform. You want to, you know, showcase yourself uh, to the best of your abilities. How does Brian add things to the playbook? Is it day-to-day -day or is it maybe even period-to-period -period where, where he's – going over things and adding stuff? Uh, you know, he's a, obviously I think he's a fantastic coach. And the thing about great coaches, they, they learn day in and day out. He's still, you know, whenever Coach McDermott goes up and speaks about something, he's taking notes. And we get out into the field and he's like, that's a situation that I haven't seen in a very long time, so we got to go over this and that. Uh, so he's very attentive to details and in a coach, that's all you can ask for. Do you watch those two scheme against each other? And how interesting is it watching Sean scheme his defense kind of against Brian's offense? It's fun uh, to be kind of in the middle of it because we're out there and we're basically a, uh, an extension of Coach Dable and what he wants to do with this offense. So right now, I think all three quarterbacks are just trying to get on the same wavelength as Coach Dable and in terms of what he wants. Um, I think we're making strides every day. Josh, how about your time with the starters? As you get more reps with the ones, does that give you more confidence? Does that kind of continue throughout camp? It does, but I mean, at the same time, anytime I'm throwing out there, it doesn't matter who I'm with, you know, I'm taking the same mental approach to the game. Um, looking to the sidelines, seeing what down and distance is, and trying to play it as game-like as possible. So, um, obviously with the ones, it's going to be a little quicker. Uh, the guys we're playing against, you know, have more experience of being up there. So, it just, it just happens a little faster, but in terms of Taking reps with the ones, twos, or threes, um, you know, as long as I'm getting reps, is I'm happy with. How that challenging, was, that was the most, how challenging is it 
maintaining though that even keel because your biggest stage and platform to showcase what you could do as this team starter is with the ones how do you maintain that that same mindset that you do with the threes uh i mean i know that you know when my time's called i'm gonna try to take advantage of it so like i said when i'm with the threes i think i'm i'm with the ones um, I'm taking that same mindset. It doesn't matter who I'm with. I'm going to try to execute the play to the best of my ability. It doesn't matter who I'm playing with or who's around me. I'm trusting the guys that are up front. I'm trusting the guys that are outside making plays, and um, that's how it'll always be. Yeah, that was the most blitz-heavy practice we've seen here at camp and at the ones we were allowed, you know, at the spring. Mm-hmm. They are just really coming after this. Anything about the speed of that pressure that maybe is uh, an eye-opening, like, okay, this is a different level than... Um, I don't. I don't think so. I think I've been through a lot in college, as far as you know, pressure here and there. Um, but as as a quarterback, just maintaining your your poise, staying calm, and like I said, just trying to get the ball out as quickly as possible to the right guys. You know, basically the job with quarterback. There's Bills rookie Josh Allen. We are what are we? Just over a week away from the first preseason game. Yeah, and. I'm one. I'm interested to see how the snaps work out in that game because if practice is any indication, I think Peterman at this point you think would start yep. because he got first crack with first team reps in training camp. So you'd think he'd get first crack at the start in the preseason, and then probably McCarron would come with the twos and Josh Allen. I think pretty safe to say Plays he'll the play with half. the third, like maybe yeah, the entire second half, maybe at least halfway through the third quarter, and then closing the game from there. You could see it that way. Where, um, say, Peterman goes a quarter and a half, and then McCarron takes second quarter halfway through, and then he goes in through to the halfway to the third quarter, and then Josh Allen carries it home from there. You could see it rotating like that, or maybe Peterman only gets the first quarter, and then you see McCarron get the quarter. There's plenty of ways this combination is going to come out, but I think the first question that you need to ask yourself is when would you like this competition to be settled by? I would like to have it settled by. The second preseason game. I would want to have my decision made by the third. Okay. Um, or if the third is your decision maker. I'd be fine with that too. I would prefer it to be the second game just because. Yeah, because if, then they get the starting reps yeah, through half of a preseason especially, game. Especially if it's Allen. Because if it's Allen, I want to give him the most time possible yes. to get ready for that week one. And that's not the type of decision. It seems to me the longer the quarterback competition gets drawn out, the l- the lesser chance Josh Allen has of starting that first game. Because I think yes. they, if they really believe that he's going to be their starter week one, I think they would want to have him... He would. They would want him to have control of the competition pretty far in advance where they could get him ready for his first NFL start. Yes. Whereas if we start getting to the third, fourth preseason game and we still don't know, then my guess would be at that point that it's still that it's between AJ McCarron and Nathan Peterman. And but that we still have a lot of time. Game, game, you know, can, and then. and yeah. if that's the instance, that fourth preseason game, you're probably seeing primarily Josh Allen, and maybe they add a camp arm. Just to be sure. So really, you could even say there's more pressure maybe on Allen right now to win the job early on here in camp and that first preseason game than there is the other two. Yes. Because you have to take that into account. Because he's the long-term plan at quarterback, you don't want to rush him in there. And if they think that it's close enough and they don't have a decision made by week three, week four of the preseason, then I'm guessing that they're probably splitting reps at that point, and that's not an ideal situation to start a rookie quarterback. Exactly. And that's where I think that this team is kind of trending in that direction as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Allen has been good, but he hasn't been consistent often yep. enough. And today's practice is probably one of the biggest examples you can make of that. However, the one thing that I am seeing that is at least making me feel better about it is even when he's not having that good day, 
he's still pushing the ball down the field. For example, in eleven mm-hmm. on elevens today, it was tweeted that he ended up going nine of twenty mm-hmm. uh, with his completions, but he also was the one forcing the ball down the field and making the biggest plays of the group to, you know, get some more yards to make up for the bad completion percentage from today. There were a lot of sacks taken by all three of the quarterbacks out there today. And like you said, it was a good day for the defense. And with a defense that looks like it actually has a lot more promise on paper this year, that's going to be expected. Well, it seems at this point we're still pretty much locked in at a three-way quarterback comp- competition, not really knowing who the front runner is. So as of now, that seems like it will continue that way. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Continue to check out the website, WGR550.com, for more updates on training camp. And check out the on-demand audio for all the player sound, all the interviews on our shows with the Bills, players, with guests on the NFL. And uh, keep on the lookout for more training camp updates right here with me, Joe DiBiase, and Derek Kramer. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Keep an eye out, WGR550.com. Later. Later.